And one more time, thank you for joining us. You've heard of Ted Koppel. I am Ted Copper. Thank you for joining us here on Back to the 80s. This is the newscast that you've been waiting for. You've heard of 60 Minutes. This is less than 60 seconds. Tonight, we have a very special guest as we interview Henry Kissinger. Mr. Kissinger, thank you for being on the air with us here on Back to the 80s News Center. I wanted to ask you, being that you are from the 80s, what advice would you give the young people of today? Well, first of all, Mr. Kappa, I want to thank you for having me on this show. Uh, I spent many a time since the Oval Office uh, speaking to the presidents about uh, uh, some of the global issues, uh, some of the humane issues, uh, some of the issues with the glasses and the curly hair on the side of my ears that never seemed to go down even when I would uh, use uh, your depth that you have in, in America. It, it kind of looks like a pineapple jelly, but that is another story. Well, I, w I would like to address the children of today because they are both misguided, misfortune, misinterpreted, uh, misdemeanor. I would like them to, to know that uh, you have a, a, a voice, but uh, right now in America you cannot hear your voice because nobody wants to hear it because of the great pumpkin who is the, the president now. I also want the youth to know that uh, uh, if you ever get the chance and you are under the influence, you need to take a trip back to the 80s. Take me back You are listening to Back to the 80s, Toscano and Chang with you. Thanks for joining us on another show. You know, Chang, last week we had a blast talking about restaurants. We had a special guest and everything. And uh, today we're going to continue some of that talk, but we're also going to be dabbling in to a little bit of the uh, fashion statements Ooh. that we used to uh, get attached to and clinged on to back in the 80s. If you have any kind of question for either Chang or myself, or you want to give maybe a certain idea for a topic, you can go ahead and just let us know through our Facebook page, uh, direct message us, and we will get back to you as soon as we see that message. I also want to remind you that you can catch us here every single Friday on Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else. And you can find Toscano and Chang right here. Take us with you wherever you go. Oh, I also like to be taken advantage of 80s ladies out there. And uh, I have to add to my partner in crime, my co-pilot, my executor of all my shenanigans over the microphone, a Mr. Toscano, a fine and beautiful how you doing on this fantastic Friday again, another edition, rendition, addition, sensation, but it's almost a comical penetration to the ears right here on Back to the 80s. Now, Toscano. I want to. I'm going to throw a quick restaurant right at you, because I know we have to get out of the out of the restaurants. But uh, this is just one I, I'm going to throw at you. Why? Because I want to see the expression on your face, and I would love to see the expression on anyone else's face when I mentioned this restaurant back in the '80s. Are you ready? Ready when you are. The Velvet Turtle. Oh. Who remembers the Velvet Turtle? Where luxury and elegance came together in a family dwelling type 
scenery. Oh my gosh. You took me way, way back. Uh-huh. The Velvet Turtle. Now, th- this is a restaurant that had at its height, uh, right? Its most right. popular era uh, back in the 80s here in California, plus locations in Washington and Arizona, by the way. It had uh-huh. over 20 locations. 20 locations. So, and that was a fancy, fancy pants restaurant. I mean, back then, I mean, oh, your yeah. parents got dressed up in a suit and a tie to go to the Velvet Turtle. Yes, brother. Another restaurant I recall going to with my parents was the El Rey in Pico Rivera off of Washington Boulevard. You might be familiar with that location because you are a homie of Downey. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I am familiar, actually. Well, El, is that place still up and running? Yes, that place is still up and running. The And, and I used to think the Del Rey... Uh, was uh, uh, affiliated with the Del Rey racetrack. So every time my parents said, we're going to the Del Rey, I thought I was going to go see maybe Willie Shoe. <laughs> I thought I was going to go see Willie Shoemaker, you know what I mean, a, a famous jockey. The only horses I ever saw were the steaks on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got a restaurant for you. I got a restaurant for you that, see if this one brings back memories. Um, I remember a few locations that this following restaurant was at, but the one that I recall the most was um, now, although I lived in Downey, part of, part of my uh, youth in Downey and my other part in Santa Fe Springs, my dad used to take me to Cerritos quite a bit, Cerritos, California. And there's a freeway that runs uh, throughout Downey, Norwalk, you know, Bell Gardens, or I'm sorry, uh, Hawaiian Gardens. And that freeway is the 605. Now, the 605 freeway has exits off that go into Cerritos. Right. And right next to the Cerritos Mall was a smaller plaza, like a mini mall, which now it's huge. But uh, there was a restaurant right next to the freeway. And the sign, you could see it for miles and miles. And it was a huge red heart. Loves, my brother. Yes. Yes. When you're in love, when you're in love, when you're in love, the whole world's delicious. Now, Love's, Love's, Love's where you could get a lot of food, and it was great food. Everything was killer at yeah. a good price, and you didn't have to get half as dressed up as you did to go to the Velvet Turtle or Charlie right. Brown's to that. Uh, no, well, Charlie back. Brown's was more, more uh, an upper-scale restaurant. I remember Charlie yeah. Brown's. Yeah, yeah more upper scale. But Love's was a place that you would take like your dates on. Yes, that, exactly. That you know you yes. could yeah. you can make a good impression, yet you weren't going to yeah. break the bank. At least you know you, my parents uh, were. Whenever I would ask them for money to go on a date, you know, at fourteen or fifteen. Want to hear a funny story? When I was sure. fourteen. All right, so when I'm fourteen. How much of a date can you go on at fourteen? Right. right? So I I took uh, the young lady out to the fabulous uh, Golden Arches at 14. Mm. Mm, yeah. So the young lady- Did you go to told- the original one in Downey? <laughs> yes. did, did you take her to that yes. one? Yes, the one that's well, it's got the little burger, burger-headed burger uh, chef running, right? Oh, yeah, dude, right. yeah. Yeah, so we go there, we stand in line, and, and I said, you know, what would you like? You know, I'm treating, you know, <laughs> whatever <Wow>. you want. <laughs> Sounds like a story from Il Douchebago. Man. <laughs> so 
Here's what happens. She says, oh, that's okay. I'm not hungry. And what, is, what does the, this Italian guy say? I should have said, don't worry. Let's go get some ice cream or something else. And, you know, we'll, we'll go to, we'll go to uh, golf and stuff down the street. Right. No. What did I say? What? All right. Hang out while I place my order and eat. <laughs> I would I have done my... the same thing. <laughs> I ordered myself a uh, double quarter pounder meal. Oh, yeah. I pounded that down right in front of her. Oh, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. The same thing. And now if she I would think about it. If she would have reached for my soda, it would have been over. I would have said, hey, yeah, excuse me, it's sweetheart. The yeah. offer only stands once, okay? Twice. Sold. Means yeah, luckily, you got nothing. Luckily, she didn't go for my fries. Yeah, oh. But, Nobody uh, had fries like McDonald's back then. No one. No. And you know what? I got to admit, from all the places from back in the 80s that we used to enjoy, the fast food places, McDonald's is one of those that still maintains some of that flavor. Some, right? And in yeah. particular, their French fries. Uh, we yeah. had McDonald's a couple of days ago, which we don't really have anymore. You know, maybe once yeah. every couple months. Yeah. But we had McDonald's and uh, my my son was saying, yeah, I know that these are the probably the most unhealthiest fries there are. Right, right. But, but oh they're my delicious. gosh, they're the most delicious French fries ever. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, uh, the Chang here, I, I stopped uh, visiting the uh, residency of the clown, as in Ronald McDonald. Uh, yeah. Once, once, uh, once Bozo was elected into the president's office, I, I kind of lost my feel for having anything to do with any clown whatsoever. Huh. So that's I don't go see Ronald. <laughs> that's, very, that's very interesting. It's going to be huge, huge. <laughs> I contest right. the election. I contested. Today we're going to be talking about different things that we used to do back in the '80s and today in particular, is going to the mall and the different fashion statements and going to the different stores that were in these oh. malls. You know, you know, we live in a time that, unfortunately, mm. our kids, and you, you know, kids and grandkids, they're never going to know what it felt like to do some of the things that we used to do. Oh, no, no, no. There's no way. In places, right? Uh, for example, when we did go to the malls, whatever mall you went to, mm -hmm. take your pick, Right. Back then, it didn't matter if you didn't have money to go to the mall. No. Maybe you had only enough for a drink, mm -hmm. but you went there to spend hours at the mall. Yes. To hang out, to pick up on girls. Yep. To to go to the arcade. Oh, remember what yeah. fun it was to go to the arcade in malls? Oh, yeah. Or just to hang out right there against the railing. And you just check out, yeah. all, uh, you check out all the hot chicks and dittos and stuff, and you're like, oh, man. You know the camaraderie. Yeah. You you know the camaraderie you went through uh, with your buddies. Uh, you know yep. you you remember. Uh, I mean, I I went to so many malls. I'll name a few: uh, Lakewood, Cerritos, the uh, uh, the La Puente Mall, uh, the Santa Fe Springs Mall, Stonewood Mall. I mean Stonewood was, Mall, which was originally an outside yeah, mall. Yeah, yeah. That that place was always uh, pretty cool. You know what I mean? It was always to me. It was yeah. like it was a place where the old people went to shop. Yeah, any, tell me about it. Anywhere. They had a they had a ferals there. Oh, dude, remember my ferals used to rock and roll right there, brother. Yeah, remember I told you my eleventh birthday story and ferals. Yes, did I did I yes. tell you? Yeah, I told yeah. you. Yeah, you know, yeah, I got a I got a pair of socks wrapped in newspaper from a guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, man. and it wasn't even the entire 
packet of socks. He had taken them out, given me one pair out of them. Wow. Yeah, don't don't you remind know, me. Don't if, remind me. If you're going to be a cheap ass like that, at least get the three pair and then give it to him, you know, every two days I would have given it to you. Here's another pair of them socks. <laughs> hey, happy birthday. It's your birthday again. Third day in a row. I have another pair of socks. Aren't you a big boy? Aren't you lucky, huh? Your feet are going to thank you. Now, one of the places that we used to love going to when we used to go to the malls, whichever one, every single mall had a music store. Oh, yes. Sam Goody, uh, mu- uh, uh, Tower Records. Music Plus. Music Plus. Um, licorice Pizza. Ah, uh, Licorice Pizza. You recall the Licorice Pizza that was located in Downey, right? Right across yes. the street from the Stonewood Mall. You can get concert, yes. t- uh, concert shirts. You can get your concert tickets there. Oh, dude. Well, listen, you said something important there, too. One of the things that our kids will never know that we did when we wanted to go to a concert, we had to wait in line. And if you wanted the real good tickets, you waited in line since three or four in the morning. You remember those days? I remember going over there and uh, waiting in line for hours. But the thing was, you couldn't go over there until after 10 o'clock to start the line and then about I'd say around 12 they would give you a wristband and then you had to wait there with whatever color wristband you got till that next time in the morning when (laughs) your wristband color was called and then you went in for your tickets do you remember that sometimes you could be in in line from 10 11 o'clock at night all the way till probably like 12 o'clock the next afternoon oh wow that see that I don't remember because uh, I think we waited oh, yeah, in line, man. let's see, maybe a couple times. Um, and the times that we waited in line, we waited like from 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. And they opened the place like at 10. And mm-hmm. and then we just got our tickets then. So it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Oh, wow. Yeah. But one of the things that I remember going, when you're going to malls and you're going to these music shops. Mm-hmm. Kids today will never understand... The, the beauty of choosing your music, choosing your right. album, choosing your cassette. You remember that? There was a, right. there was just something special about choosing your music. And then when you yeah. when you bought it and you held it in your hand, and you, you, you take it with you. You couldn't wait to get home or to your car yes. and unwrap that, that cassette. And by the way, a pet peeve of mine, I hated the stupid wrapping on the cassette tapes. Remember? They were... They oh, were man. they were yeah, shrink wrapped so hard. You needed rocket science diploma to to open those up. I mean, you couldn't even grab it with the side of your tooth and snag no. it open. You know, sometimes <laughs> no, you no. would look for anything. Your fingernail could never penetrate that. No, uh, I, I no. remember. Uh, I, I back to uh, back in our day when we would be able to buy our music. It's a good point, and uh, you know they they refer to music as theater of the mind. You know, on an album, a cassette, yeah. an eight-track, yeah. uh, because you don't visually see the notes or the musicians. Of course, you did once we had MTV come in and destroy radio to no other end. But uh, uh, <laughs> don't be a hater. That, don't whoa, be a hater. Whoa. Don't be a hater. <laughs> now, prior to that, back on point. Back on point. Now, prior to that, <laughs> I thought the beauty of buying an album. And I'm going to album the, the, you know, the LP, the classic uh, cover the of the vinyl, 
Uh, yes, you pull yes. it out and it looks like licorice. It's just shiny black, scratchless. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. With, uh, with a beautiful turntable and just the right type of a needle, that thing would just skin over like a surfer across the, uh, the ocean waves. It was just like, all smooth, song after song. But the beauty of buying an album, to me, probably to many of us, was opening the cover, pulling the album up, and looking at the jacket. You look at pictures. uh, You look at possible uh, uh, crypt notes from the band. uh, You know, you see who uh, uh, was the engineer. So you find out different artists are involved. Uh, yeah. You have uh, sometimes the lyrics are there. So to me, back then in the 80s and the 70s even, well, of course the 70s, the album was always pound for pound the best thing you could get beside the album of music that you were getting. And yeah, they were, you were getting so much inside. Sometimes you'd get uh, pictures that nobody else would get, yeah. nobody else would have. You'd get pictures, maybe sometimes. I remember sometimes albums came with concert tickets. I don't yes, know if you remember yes, this. Yes, I remember but that. But those were, yeah, those were fantastic. And then you got little stories and anecdotes from the artists. So it was just a, an awesome thing. Now, I have always been a cassette guy. Oh, yeah. However, I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. Since the advent of streaming music and everything on MP3, I abandoned all my cassettes, all my records. Yes. I mean, I don't even have a player anymore, but check this out. I had a, some a type of revelation uh, a, few, a few nights ago, and I decided to start listening to 80s uh, vinyls. And I'd listen to them on YouTube from people who have these really, really expensive players, right? You know, I was not a believer in this. I used to say, there's no way that the old stuff can sound better. There's just no way. Uh, because everything's digital and now, and it just sounds more true. And you know what? I couldn't have been more wrong. The sound mm-hmm. that you get through a vinyl when when it's quality, yeah. the sound is just, I mean, my kids, my kids don't have a trained ear yet. They're still young, but I let them hear it. My kids go, yeah, I can hear maybe a 5% difference. Bro, you and me, we know our ears can really tell when you're mm-hmm. listening it's almost like yeah. It's almost like you're in the same room when yeah. they're recording it. When yeah. you crank on that that brand new yeah. vinyl, or even if you 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 collect vinyl, I still have a lot of my vinyl, but my wife uh, ditched a lot of our cassettes because you know uh, there's CD players in cars yeah. now. Oh, I could plug in my phone. So why do we need these? And I was very upset with Mrs. Jack. Because I'd say I had probably over 2,000 cassettes, which which probably go all the way back throughout the entire 80s, some into the 90s, not many, uh, uh, and uh, the 70s. So I lost a great deal of uh, my musical history, you know, because of the cassette. Were you sad when she threw your Belinda Carlisle cassettes away? Well, you know what? I was upset when she threw my Go-Go's poster away. Nice, nice. Well, so what we what, this is what happened this week. So I start listening to that, and then I start listening to cassettes, really good cassettes on these really high-tech old 80s players. Nothing new, brother. Everything in the old. Rah. And you know what? Comparing the sound that you used to get from that 
there is a difference. It's much better quality. You can hear things on instrument on the recordings that you couldn't hear or that you can't hear on streaming music on iTunes and all on right, Spotify. Right, and all right, right, right. They don't have the quality. It's just yes. amazing. So that's a, some of the things that our kids won't be able to do now that we used to be able to do, which is, you know, go to these stores. Right. You mentioned MTV. And I have to bring this up. I know MTV is alive and kicking, but it's not how it started, right? America, demand your MTV! I want my MTV! I want my MTV! I want my MTV! Call your cable company and say, I want my MTV! And that's one of the things that our kids will never know. We'll never get the feeling no. right. uh, of I want to go home and I want to see the latest video. I want to see the latest music video. They have no idea. They will never know what it felt like because it was the first time that they were being introduced to music in, in video. But you can also say the same thing about uh, television shows like uh, American Bandstand, which started in the 50s, which brought uh, music to the forefront, which brought it in the face of America on television. Then uh, you also have shows that me and you grew up. I don't know if you used to watch the Midnight Special. So, yeah. you know, uh, you had all kinds of crazy uh, uh, bands coming on then. I mean, every variety show that was cracking in the 80s. I'm talking about Flip Wilson, Sonny and Cher. These are from the late 70s. You know, they all kind of popped off and they had live musical acts. So a lot of people got to see that. Uh, you know what? Uh, rather than when video came out in the '80s, television and music have always gone hand in hand. This goes all the way back to the day when the Doors and the Beatles first appeared on television. Yeah, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying. But with the '80s, the '80s uh, went into the transition and took the live band away from the broadcasters' type uh, family, good family entertainment family time shows with music and, and entertainment such as Sonny and Cher and those and it created a storyline uh, a mini right. movie for each song in yeah. uh, MTV which to me I'm going to go on a limb because I like hanging out on limbs uh, that to me that law uh, you lose the luster and the beauty and the real passion of enjoying that song because your subconscious mind looks for that quirky video, that dance move, that storyline. Uh, I thought bands had a tendency in the 80s to stop writing real emotional tracks and more or less good storylines and what would make a good video. That's well, you know what happened in the 80s, and I, and I heard this from bands themselves, is most bands, not all of them, but most bands, they hated doing music videos wow. because this was a PR thing, right? So these bands were in interested in, uh, especially people like Steve Perry. Steve Perry hated doing music videos. Oh, yeah. And if if you remember music videos on MTV, um, a lot of them didn't make sense. They didn't go along with what was being said. And that was all part of the PR people, yeah. you know, the marketing people had nothing to do with the actual artists themselves. Yeah, exactly. And if, and um, so I can understand that that part, but I, you know, as a, as a 
teen back then. I loved it. It was the first time I had ever seen it. And, and yeah, most videos, I was like, I have no idea what that's got to do, but I don't care because I'm actually watching the people that I like, you know, their songs. You know, I'm I'm watching them. I used to trip out uh, on, on the way uh, heavy metal bands would do their videos. And, yeah. you know, they would they'd be looking like they're hard rocking hard, you know, and they're, none of their instruments are plugged in, so you know they're not really jamming. Uh, then they yeah. always had yeah. that kind of dark theatrical kind of uh, Dungeons and Dragons kind of vibe, you know, which is <laughs> it always tripped me out like the Conan vibe, you know what I mean? And it was like, man, I was a rocker in the 80s. I didn't find myself swinging a freaking sword all over yeah. in his shield. Yeah. But you got to remember, like I said, these these were the PR people, the, right, the people who the business side, and they thought that that was going to get them more money. I'll tell you what, when we come back, we've got more talk here about the 80s and we're going to get into mall talk in just a bit you're listening to back to the 80s this episode is brought to you by fx's the veil starring elizabeth moss fx's the veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from istanbul to paris and london one woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Back, back to the 80s. Let me explain something to you. I am a vintage, mass-marketed children's toy from the 80s. Hey, bros and broettes, this is Derek, man. I'm down over here in the valley. Me and my boy, yeah. my, me and my boy, just rolling down Van Nuys, man. We're just hanging out with Toscano and Chang, man. And back to the '80s, you got to come back to the '80s. I mean, take it from me, bro. I know the '80s. How about you, Mac? You know? Hey, Derek. I was wondering the other day as I was like totally skating down the sidewalk here in Torrance. Oh my gosh, there were people not getting out of the way for me when I was yelling. Get out of the way! They weren't getting out of the way. I have no idea what's going on in society today, bro. Bro, has. I was rolling down Van S just the other day, bro, right? And my t-shirt dropped out of my back pocket, you know? So I had to stop real quick, and I, I, I kind of swooped down, bro, to, to pick up my t-shirt, right? And then my, dude, my necklace got stuck in my tire truck, bro, and I ate it, dude. I mean, I biffed all over, bro. It was Sick, dude. Bro, Romano, that's happened to me so many times. Dude. But now that we're back in the 80s, what does that mean? I think that means we're all just going to have some good fun, bro. I think we're going to get some tasty snacks. I think we're going to get a four-finger deal of love, bro. And I think we're just going to cruise, bro, and just roll with it. You know what I mean? These two dudes, man, these guys are pretty cool, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, the one dude, his name is, like, Chang, dude. He's, like, not even Asian, bro. Like, not even, dude. <laughs> he's a poser. Dude, I heard the other guy's name is Toscano. What kind of gnarly name is Toscano, bro? Dude, Toscano. To me, it sounds like moronic. It's like, you're a moronic. You're a Toscano, bro. That's, like... I, I think it's like Italian or something. I think like mom ordered a Toscano salad one time at an Italian restaurant over there on on uh, 
San Anitas over there, man. Have you ever been down to San Anitas, bro? It's so killer sweet, bro. Never been oh, down there, yeah. but you know what? One of these days, I'm going to ride my bike with my surfboard all the way down there. All right, everybody. You are back with Back to the 80s. This is Chang from Toscano and Chang. We are discussing a multi-little kind of a salad on so many different topics. Now, Toscano, why don't you revive the listeners to our All right. discussion? So, one of the biggest things we used to like doing in the 80s is going to malls. And when you went to the mall, you had a lot of fun. And one of the stores that I personally used to love going to the malls, uh, besides music stores and arcades, was a store called Spencer's. Spencer's oh, was that wacky, funky place with all the neon and black lights, um, with just all weird stuff, kind of humoristic, maybe pranks. Do you remember Spencer's? Well, I will tell you, uh, the psychedelics and the uh, vibe that Spencer's gave off, I always went in when I was inebriated. So it always made that visiting uh, that store much more pleasurable than probably a, a young boy of your age at the time. You know, you were probably like, oh my God, is that Farrah Fawcett? I could see a booby. <laughs> you were probably afraid, right? Well, you know, I, no, but uh, we used to go to these stores and we we used to head to the back of the store because that was where all the, the cool and, you know, the more risque stuff. Yeah, you would have the, the like, uh, uh, I, now I, this is, Post, I bought. Posters and all this kind of you, stuff. Was, you know was what I bought back. at Spencer's? I bought a Richard Nixon figurine in a towel huh. now did you really when you press nixon's head down his penis pops up through the towel oh i remember I that. that i remember i that. remember i bought that at spencer's bro so it's funny that you bring up i spencer's. also yeah i also remember the flushing little toilets that they have yes there. and they had caps you know baseball caps mm-hmm. uh with with poop on the top you oh yeah that? dude i remember buying a uh, uh, gum trick gum there where you give somebody some gum yes. and it turns into a different color, like a, like a yeah, paint. Black. Yeah, dude. I remember <laughs> buying uh, uh, that other uh, little uh, whoopee cushion. Or remember that little buzzer you put in your hand and you shake somebody's hand, you give them a shock. Yeah, supposedly it never, it never felt like a shock to me. But anyway, so Spencer's was one of those uh, stores. Now. Did you ever go to pet stores in malls? Remember they, oh, yeah. when they actually used to have puppies oh, everywhere? Yeah, Everybody could pick them up and stuff? All the time, man. I used to like to just go in there, bro, and just go hang out with a puppy. Yeah. You know? And they don't have that anymore. And no, not anymore, man. I mean, that's that's like a dying art. But then, you know, the, the downside to that is uh, I want to say 45% of uh, puppies purchased in pet store uh, environments like that uh, have perished, bro, due to parvul and other uh, diseases that they picked up in the pet store system. So yeah, because of being with other animals and stuff right, like that. Right, 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 right. So you know that's it's kind of died down. Yeah. How about stores, for example, like now we, let's go into fashion. How about stores that uh, bring back memories for you, like Miller's Outpost? Oh, Miller's Outpost, bro. The Gap. Yeah. How about this? Uh, Be- the, the red eye. How do you about remember this one? that one? The red eye. Now, I don't remember that, but do you remember? <laughs> not the, I never went here, but uh, the United Colors of Benetton. No, I don't recall that store. That would have been wow. What what was that place all about? 
it's all the colorful clothes that you would imagine. That's why they got their name. But Benetton. Uh, so the, that would be the fluorescent era yes. that we all foresee sporting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now I would. I've got to say, bro, and I love doing this show because I like talking to my bro, my buddy right here about the eighties. But that was some of the god awfulest fashion wear I think that we went through with the fluorescent colors, with the green, the orange, the pink, the hot pink, the yellow. But you know what? I didn't really meet any. I don't think I ever met a lot of people that actually wore fluorescent. Everybody that I used to know used to wear denim. That, yes, denim. And if they were girls, they wore something with big uh, uh, pads, shoulder you know, pads, shoulder pads, right. stuff like that. Or or these denim jeans that went up to like past their belly button that opened halfway. Do you remember those with like a bunch of buttons? Um, oh, yeah, dude. But, you know, but then back then in the 80s, bro, I was out hanging around in Hollywood at a very early age. bro. Yeah. I was... I was going to the clubs, you know, I had a fake ID, so I was rocking and rolling. Oh, yeah, you were being a naughty boy. I was being a, I was, uh, I was like the song, bro, the bad boy, bad boy, what you gonna do, what you gonna do when they come for you? Yeah. Anyway, so I saw a lot of fashion, like, hit square in the face, especially, you know, hanging out in Hollywood. Hollywood was always, like, uh, the mecca center where fashion was going to crack. Uh, I remember hanging around on uh, uh, Hollywood Boulevard, walking up and down, going to Malrose. So I could see all this uh, new fashion attack that was going to be hitting, you know, everybody back in my neighborhood, back in Montebello and East Los Angeles, in La Puente and Downey, Santa Fe Springs. I could see all this fashion coming to par because I was over there in Hollywood. And in Hollywood, bro, you roll to some of these stores or you go to some of these parties that I was very fortunate to go to. You, I've seen it all, brother. Seen it all. Hmm. And uh, there were places inside the mall that we loved to go as well. And one of those places was the food court. Oh, dude, that was the best place to hang out. The now, food there, court. There was one of those places that that I always saw at the food court, and, and I actually felt so bad for the employees there that I never went to get anything ever. First of all, I hated corn dogs throughout my life. Hot dog on a stick. That's it. Uh, that's it. That's the one. That's it. That's the ticket. Corn dog. Hot dog on a Hot stick. Hot dog on a stick. Yeah, because I remember there was a movie theater at uh, Cerritos Mall where we used to go to. And right, right, they right, used right, right. to have at their food court, they had, you know, one of these hot dogs on a stick. And some of my friends right. used to say, why don't we just go to hot dog on a stick, bro? And I was like, no, they... they no, I don't like corn dogs. I hate them. You know what's funny, man? I used to go down to the La Puente Mall a lot, bro. And they had this one place. You know, they had that place, Hot Dog on a Stick. Yeah. And there, there was this chick that I met at a rock party one time. And she worked there. So a lot of times I would like, uh, you know, whenever I was in that area, I'd try to see if she was in that mall. And every now and then I'd catch her over there, you know what I mean? I'd go talk to her real quick on her break. I was kind of a shy guy when I got hit in the face knowing a chick liked me back. Right. I had a lot of guts when I didn't know they liked me, but then I lost those guts. Anyway, <laughs> she had a she had a uh, she had a very nice physique for a girl of uh, 17 years old. Right. So I'll tell you, I used to like to go and just hang out, bro. And watch her go jump on that little stick barrel thing. 
and jump up and down and crush fruit. Yeah. I could sit there and I could eat five to ten hot dogs and four drinks just watching her <laughs> jump up and down. Hot dog on a stick. God bless you. Ooh. What a concept. Ooh, another place that we used to love uh, eating at there was Sparrow's. Remember Sparrow's Pizza? Oh, yes. You remember, uh, wasn't that one of the first places where they would cut your pizza in squares? As, That's as it. Yes. Yes. Sparrow's Pizza. I mean, just the smell alone, we used to go like, oh. And then we're always hungry as teens. Oh, yeah. There. Now, we're wasn't that hungry. one of the first places, too, that had the thicker crust? Yes. I recall those being thick and, and, and square, dude. It was like pizza like no other. Yeah. And it was really good, or maybe that was just the taste buds back then. But for mall pizza, I thought it was good. Um, then I'll throw you way back. As you're walking through the mall, there were certain stores that gave you free samples. One of those was C's Candies. You remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, but, dude. Yeah, that's right. But candy. another one, which was my favorite, I, I was never a sweet tooth, so I always skipped it. But my favorite one was when we passed Hickory Farms. Oh, okay. And, and there's always uh, some person there, you know, giving out all these different kinds of sausages or cheese. Yeah, dude. I used to like that, too. That was a good uh, energy snack while you're strolling through the mall. Yeah. Can I have two or three? Can I, I need to go give three? them to my parents, and I'd eat them all. Yeah. Can I get all three, you know, three samples? That way I can decide then on my next trip back, I'll know what I want to buy. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then go get baked outside, then bake for five more. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> <laughs> Now, do you remember uh, going uh, to the mall and that one place that used to sell the cookies and the caramel apples? Yeah, but I don't remember what the I don't place remember was called. The, yeah, I don't remember the Yeah, name because they place. used to give samples of the caramel, uh, the candy, yes, the candy yes. apples. Yeah. So I remember that. Remember, yeah, they, remember would, that. they used to sneak them in, man, between a, a Chinese restaurant and then some other establishment. establishment. <laughs> they, I always were, thought they were snuck in there. I always thought that was a cruel trick. <laughs> I could have had a bunch of sweets instead of a nice meal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there were places. It was fantastic to go to go to malls. And, and you really didn't care. We didn't have no Apple store. We didn't have the Microsoft store. You know, any of these new stores. We yeah. didn't have them. Our entertainment was something where it was palpable where you, it wasn't virtual you know we do you remember going to the mall and going and seeing the actual music store where they sold guitars and keyboards and pianos and a couple of drum kits yes you know yeah. what i mean as a ma as a matter of fact if you've seen bill and ted's excellent adventure their first movie the, uh i don't know if you've seen right. it or not but there's a scene there where Bill and Ted, they take the the historical figures that they brought from the past on their on their telephone time machine, and they they take them to the mall to hang out. And one of them, one of the characters, is Beethoven, and he goes and he finds a music store. Do you remember that part? Yeah. And so he starts playing the piano. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, they used to have organs, pianos, mm -hmm. and jeez, uh, man, has it been that long? How malls have changed, man. Remember there always was a guy that was sitting there playing the piano or the organ? Yeah. Yeah, I remember he, that he, very well. And the guy always had a uh, sport coat with a tie and some slacks. Always. I always, every, every time I seen him, I used to say, that guy remind, reminds me of the guy in the Carpenters. 
I don't know why, but that's what that guy would remind me of. Yeah. Every time yeah. I seen that guy, I thought Karen Carpenter was going to pop out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. And just reminiscing on some of the stuff that we used to do uh, just brings back so many cool memories. Mm-hmm. Let us know what your memory of the 80s are. And let's talk about that in, in one of these days in one of our shows. It'd be great for us to dissect the different stories uh, from from you guys. Uh, what's, what is your favorite? What was your favorite mall back in the 80s? Uh, hands down, La Puente Mall. La Puente Mall. And I've been there many times. As a matter of fact, that's where uh, they filmed Back to the Future. Right. The La right. Puente Mall in their yeah. parking lot. Yeah. Uh, my favorite mall back in the 80s. And I want to say still is. I, I haven't been there in many years, but I want to say Cerritos and Lakewood Mall. But Lakewood yeah. Mall, I haven't been there since I was a teen. So I don't know how that changed. Probably a lot. And Cerritos Mall, maybe the last time I went was probably five to ten years ago. Wow. Now, the Lakewood Mall, yeah. Lakewood Mall has changed a lot. You know, uh, the demographic over there of the neighborhood is... You know, kind of depleted a little bit. Uh, they lost a lot of good stores. It got kind of, kind of run down, man. I haven't been down there probably since the late nineties. Was the last. Now these are two malls. Mall. Yeah, in especially Lakewood Mall was. They have their well, they had their ginormous theater in the back. Remember, so in the back of the mall, there's the parking lot, and then after the parking lot. There was a theater. Right. Do you remember that? Right. And that's where we saw some of the biggest blockbusters. And it was the place to be, man. The place to go. Oh, yeah. Um, so, um, anyway, that's our show for the 80s, man. We got so much stuff that we can talk about. We'd spend hours and hours and hours talking yeah. about it. Yeah, and you know what? We'll have to do a, a, an extended Changri's version of Fashion of the 80s on our next show. I think we will. I think we will. We'll definitely do that. Because speaking of fashion, the big hair was all over the place. Everybody had big hair. The guys had big hair. The girls had big hair. Everybody. Everybody. And if you look at yearbooks, look at the seniors. Look at the seniors in in those yearbooks from the 80s. Every guy and girl had big hair. Everybody had big hair. And then sometimes uh, everybody wore padded shoulders on their coats, too. So you didn't know who was a man or a woman. From the back, if they were sitting in a school in the 80s. You just didn't know. Maybe depending on their size, the size of their back maybe would give it away. Well, who knows? You never know. But if they were a petite man, you never know. (laughs) Yeah, you you never know. You never know. You You know how funny it is when you, at at a high school, you'd get a guy dressing up like Boy George. Remember that? Oh, God. Yeah, I remember that, man. That uh, That was a Changri. (laughs) <laughs> this is what? Toscano from Toscano and Chang saying thanks for joining us today as we talked a little bit about the memories that made our day back in back in the day. So on behalf of myself, once again, just be safe out there. Do your best to make a difference as we go into another week here in lockdown. And this is your buddy boy, the Chang. And before I bid you an adieu and Cut you and release you for the weekend. Remember, stay positive out there. Don't let the bad turn you around. Don't get mad. Don't get sad. Just keep going. Kick ass. Be yourselves. 
Remember to keep your hands clean, cover your face, don't let the virus get spread. Take a step away from all the political crap. Take a step away from all the social events and just enjoy your family and your friends for the now. So until we talk to you again, you guys have a great week. Remember to stay lifted and gifted. A rato, vato, and a big old to all my homies in Islas and beyond. Now, Toscano, to all your buddies in Downey, I want to say later, bros. <laughs> And don't be an 80s and 50s hater. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>